Welcome to Dads with Nerdy Ambitions, your go-to podcast for nerd culture, pop culture, 21st century. I'm your host, Steve Pugh, and joined with me today is a special guest host. Uh, he is from my side job, my side podcast, the the International Taverns of Players. I have the wonderful, the amazing Pete with me today. Pete, how are you doing, good sir? Absolutely amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yup. <laughs> Don't swell. Yeah, couldn't be better. Um, so I have brought Pete on to talk about something that I'm not like I, I have some knowledge on it. Uh, I am familiar with the game. However, my knowledge is minimal. And so we're going to be talking about Magic the Gathering today, uh, as well as, you know, just kind of grazing over what it is, uh, why it's so popular and just there's so much interesting things to this that it, it can be over overwhelming. Like it's not just a card game. It is a collector. It is an art decor. It is uh, a black market of selling yes. and buying. It is so much. Uh, and the company in this is a card game made by, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's Wizards of the Coast, not, yes. So, but before we get into this, let's learn a bit about you, good sir, Pete. Thank you for being on the other side of the podcast. Now, Nix has already been on here, so she kind of beat you to the punch, uh, which it's all good. It happens. <laughs> but uh, yeah, good, sir. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I've been playing Magic probably for the better part of a decade now. Okay. Um, I'm quite nerdy. I do D&D with you and a few you other D&D stuff. Yeah. Um, I play LARP. Uh, I help out at a thing called uh, Fantasy Forest, where I volunteer, which is another nerdy everything. So if you like metal nerdery, fish nerdery, falconry nerdery, covering people in body paint and glitter nerdery, it's all there. It's amazing. <laughs> And you you have quite the history too. Like you, I remember you talking, sit down and talk to me about working with Protoss games and everything. And then let me go on my disgruntled tangent of my frustration with Protoss and their product. Yeah, Um, yeah, no, you didn't threaten to punch me. We're fine. I, I used to work in their accounts department, tallying numbers. And occasionally you'd go to a show and somebody would threaten you always fun well they do it when i was sitting down and then i'd stand up and they were realized i'm like two or three inches taller than about five stone heavier than some (laughs) but no one actually threw a punch so that's always nice that's all that's that's always nice um so you do definitely do a lot of magic gathering um but you are also a, a member of the the ITOP, the International Tavern Players. You yes. are quite the D&D connoisseur too, good sir. Uh, don't, know, don't know what you're on about. <laughs> uh, when, what, what edition did you start in? Uh, to be honest, fifth. Did you? Really? Kind of. Yeah, because I played other role-playing games before I played D&D. Technically, I think I played third once okay. or second edition once. Really? Then when I came to actually play D&D, I'd played like Werewolf, Vampire, 
the old Star Trek RPG, the old okay. Star Wars RPG, and oh my God. some random assemblance of detrituses of online role-playing games. Okay. Now, did you get into role-playing games via through LARP or LARP through D uh, RPGs? LARP through <laughs> D&D, but technically through Nyx, my partner. <laughs> <laughs> she came to play D&D with us uh. or came into the store wanted someone to play D&D with one of my fellow or one of the players in my group said oh you can join us our DM's nice that would be me <laughs> um, she joined we got on a few weeks went by she started giving me a phone call and goes oh, I'm going LARPing tomorrow do you fancy coming along I was like, yeah okay I'll give it a whirl I did that, and they're about two thousand pounds later worth of stuff. I know a lot. <laughs> I think so. I think my oldest son is starting to get into LARP, like or at least cosplaying, because we've been doing. Um, because for Halloween and everything, we've really decked our costumes out. This and like he, yeah. this I think this is the last year that he'll ever like buy a costume because yeah. he saw what I had. And he looked at his Halloween costume. And he's like, "Ah, oh, this is not nearly as cool." I'm like, "All right, dude. Next time, we'll we'll make sure to do you up the way you want to do it." And so he's like all into it. So, looking, you know, birthday when it comes around, looking at getting him stuff. He wants to make his own costumes, and I think he's probably he's starting to go down that that dark path of uh, into LARPing and you know. The, it, D and D got him into everything. I think yeah. <laughs> it's the gateway if, drug. <laughs> if you want to keep your kids away from uh, drugs, get them into D and D, magic, and larping. Yeah, they'll never have money. <laughs> <laughs> I made the joke. Uh, like my wife had asked me if I would if I was cheating on her or if I would ever cheat on her, and I said, "When would I have the time or the money <laughs> between a podcast and what I pay in forty k games? I don't <laughs> have the time or the money." <laughs> Um, so I, wish I didn't know that feeling. But <laughs> <laughs> well, I wish you could see my. I'll have to take, send you pictures and everything. The amount of warlock tiles items that I have now sitting up on my just like on my. Uh, so I have an Alpha Firma gaming table. It's a six by four like fold up table. It's absolutely amazing. I have the Icons of the Realm Tower. I have the Yawning Portal. I have probably close to three boxes of talent, town and village, two boxes of the dungeon, plus insert assorted amount of various. There's a lot of money in whiz kids fund me, please. I'm begging you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, so I, I've got a slightly cheaper route. I've gone and got all the maps that fold out. Yes. So you can, uh, but outside, what we've done is we've made a uh, eight foot by four foot dining table outside. Mm. So one, when family come around for barbecue, this space. Two, you can get a full size game of forty uh, k on there and have plenty of space for your armies on the end when they die. Then you don't have enough miniatures if you if you have plenty of space. There should never be enough room. You're obviously not playing the wrong the right armies. Yeah, I've stopped playing horde. <laughs> <laughs> I so I used to play Tyranids and I didn't play them hoardy. I was not a swarm player. I was yeah. Godzilla style. I liked my yeah. big scary monsters. And that always threw off anybody whenever they said I was playing nids. 
now I have a Necron army. That's my wife's um, when she occasionally plays. I have my son has I have a ton of armies. I have like dabbles in each. I think I have about 2000 points minimum for each faction out there. Okay. Uh, no, I've, I've I, just I, had I, a big sell off. <laughs> Did yeah, you? No, I've just I've had a big sell off because I hadn't played them for so long. But my original army was an orcs and goblins army. All right. Uh, what I mean to say, sorry. No, no. Before, oh, just... like proper Warhammer. Okay. Yeah, yeah, fantasy. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warhammer fantasy. It was orcs and goblins. I mean, goblins. Yeah. Uh, there were so there were very few orcs unless they were in charge of goblins or nerdlings. The little snot snotlings. The little, yeah, snotting. Yeah, uh, and better part of over a thousand miniatures. I have no doubt about that. That's disgusting. It's it's my problem is, and this is why I don't sell off because every time I do, I end up rebuying them. So I just put them in a box and I put them in my my closet, and then I can forget about them. And then when I have that urge to play them again, I know the box is in there. I don't have to worry about uh, repurchasing. It's yeah, it's, had- it's terrible. I'm going to, if I do it, me and Nick's are doing it together we said we would, <laughs> and we're going to do it properly this time. There you go. Yeah. Just get a two player starter set, you know, and do, no, do it no, that way. No, we're going to get like proper art. Like we're going to go, I'm, I'm looking at Nids myself. Yeah. Oh, Jeez. yes. Yes. I, I love, love the monsters. Love the monsters. Yep. Um, and she keeps changing her mind. So <laughs> I, my wife, so Jackie, got into it because she wanted to paint it some of my miniatures because she paints on the side. She does like canvas art stuff. And yeah. I had handed her a bunch of miniatures and she started painting them. She's like, oh, cool. You got any more? And I'm like, if you want to paint, we're going to get your own team. And she saw the Necrons and she goes, oh, I like the pretty green color. All right, go for it. And this was back in sixth edition. She started playing yeah. and she's she dabbles here and there. And me and little dude were pretty adamant I've only, I think, honestly, I've only played a couple games in ninth, uh, but yeah, it's 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 fun. Um, so you play Pip. I'm trying to segue back a little bit. To yeah, sorry. Us, <laughs> so we went on our little tangent. Um, yep. You play Pip. Yes. Um, what made you decide to go with a turtle, and what made you decide? How, how did you pick Pip? How did I pick Pip? Um... Well, I did all the buy, the stuff that you told me to to set it up, and I was like, "What are you missing?" <laughs> yeah, right. they're, they're like, they, they need, yeah, <laughs> they needed someone that could give life points and I'd take a beating. <laughs> <laughs> Roll on, Pip. Um, I, so I don't know how many groups you've ever joined, but if I join a group, I will fulfil the required slot. Hmm. Like I joined a different group and they required a rogue. So I'd take a rogue. They needed someone up front that could like dish out damage and take some damage. So I made a barbarian and I'll make what is required. And I'll have fun. Doesn't matter if if you say we need a wizard with no offensive spells, it'll be the most fun wizard with offense non-offensive spells that I can put together. Yeah, you try to come up with something clever. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely no, love that. No, um, I try to avoid clever because I'm pretty not smart. <laughs> but fun, I can do. You can do? I, yeah. 
I just create, so I, I've, I, I want to get him in a game, but yeah. I created an orc wizard and I've uh -huh. named him Larry Blotter and he's uh -huh. Faye touched. So a, like basically some type of Faye came up to him and told uh, Larry that he's a, he's a wizard. You're a wizard, yeah. Larry. So he, <laughs> he's, and I rolled good. I rolled good. He has an 18 for wisdom. Or what is it? Intelligence, which whatever his spell has. Yeah. yeah. So he has an 18 for intelligence and he's fate touched. So he has a 19 for intelligence starting off. And, <sighs> I, I, and so to kind of keep with his like being an orc, I gave him uh evo uh he's evocation. He's an evocation wizard. So he's gonna do like fireball and stuff like that. I originally was gonna do him like I think uh conjurations like he was going to conjure stuff like bring stuff into into being and everything but i was like nah orky smash so he it's i i can't wait to get him into <laughs> to a game and then i have a i i was inspired by your turtle and i did a snapping turtle uh barbarian yeah. and i got this really wicked awesome model that i got coming uh i got off etsy and it's got skulls on spikes on his shell and I was like, oh, but oh man, it's it's so much fun. Um, how did you come up with the character style of Pip? Uh, I went with what I knew. It's <laughs> so booze, you know. <laughs> did I tell you I'm making mead? By the way, ooh, ooh, I might I'm, have to come visit you. Yeah, well, you're more than you and Nick's are more than welcome to come anytime. But uh, I'm doing for the first time. I'm making meat. I've made beer before, but I've never made mead. Well, um, hang on. How did your beer making go? Very well, actually. Uh, first time, not so. It came out a little flat. Okay. Yes. Yeah. No. First time was a little flat. Uh, still tasted all right. Just tasted like flat beer. Um, yeah. Second time, I, I got the art down, and it came out really well. And then the third time, I did. I got ballsy, and I did a stout, and it was all right. And the fourth time, I, I only did it like six times, I think. And then I moved, but I, I, I quite enjoy doing it. Yeah. And then we've been doing on the, because, you know, my guys do monsters and mailmen, they bring mead and I'm like, I want to make my own mead. How hard can it be? And I looked it up and it's really not that hard. Yeah. It's honey, water, yeast. And then if you want other flavors, add it in. Yeah. yeah. Making beer technically isn't very difficult to do, no. but to get it tasting nice. Yeah, getting it tasting nice. Was, That's the my problem was getting the carbonation, like getting it to actually like carbonate. Like it it yeah. had good flavor. It's I don't remember if its alcohol content was potent. I just remember it being flat beer. Like it had carbonation when it started, but it lost carbonation. So yeah. it was it was what it was. Um, so I'm excited for that. But, yeah. Uh, so when I say I know beer, basically <laughs> I I was born into the pub trade my parents had pubs till i was 25 why am i not surprised <laughs> which is why when you ask me questions oh yeah i had a friend that did that so i helped them for a week or two <laughs> it's because we knew lots of people come in the pub and they're like pete what are you doing tomorrow and i'd be like nothing do you want to come do this with us all right <laughs> well you forced my hand let me go make beer oh woe is me so ladies and gentlemen just so you know pete here has like 
quite arguably more stories than I have. And I did 10 years in the Navy. I did all these, I got all these great sailor stories. Pete's like, yeah, I did that for a while. Oh yeah. I, I definitely went and I worked at a zoo and wrangled orangutans no, or something. Did, did, you, did you work did at a not zoo? Work. No, I didn't. <laughs> I, I volunteered. I helped one of my mates out on a like wildlife farm thing with some interesting animals, but I never <laughs> worked in a zoo. <laughs> I was oh. just being an ass. <laughs> no, it's, it's there's like Hatton Park's not far from here, and he yeah. was the guinea pig wrangler for a while. I'm sorry, guinea pigs. <laughs> guinea guinea pig wrangler. Like so the little the, the hamster yeah, thing. So yeah. You have like an area you can walk into and it's for the kids and you can pet guinea pigs. You can like pick them up and pet them. Yeah. But what would happen was is because they're kids, they don't put them back in the area that you're supposed to put them back in. <laughs> so so they'll put them on the floor or somewhere. And his job was just to make sure that if there were 20 guinea pigs there at the start of the day, there was 20 guinea pigs there at the end of the day. How many did you guys honestly lose to like I I, I okay, so I don't know the predatory system in the uk but i'm assuming you have large birds like yeah we do no no that, that was all covered over you couldn't get to them but the okay. problem was the, the kids would like walk off with one or you know <laughs> no little timmy please give that back and also guinea pigs have no natural survival instinct <laughs> like oh i can climb this oh doesn't look like a far drop. You're six feet in the air. How did you get up there? Whee! <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, I hate guinea pigs. I do. They, I, I absolutely detest them. I hear they taste that, nice. that, that drives me crazy. I've no, had guinea I pig. Hear... I have. I've actually had I it. Haven't. I since I, I had it in South America. And uh, they were like, here eat this and i was like this this isn't cat is it and they're like no no it's not dog right and they're like no no and i'm like all right munching on it they're like it's guinea and they're like they said the word for, you know guinea pig and everything was like oh all right whatever and i just kept munching on it and they're like bro you're eating a, a giant hamster i'm like yeah but it's not a cat or dog so i'm good see <laughs> you, you see you just stopped at cat or dog i'm like no that's fine cat dog whatever <laughs> it's meaty right i have when I was in South Africa, I had kudu, impala, warthog. Uh, dude, let me tell you, warthog, it's like steak. Oh, so good. So good. It's like, it's like boar, but better. Yeah. Um, what is it about talking about food? David, I had on in, in last week's episode, we sat there talking about like lasagna and various Thanksgiving foods. I know you guys, you guys don't celebrate, think, it would be weird if you guys celebrate Thanksgiving <laughs> yeah. in the UK. Because I was going to ask that, what did you do for Thanksgiving? What's that? <laughs> we, we we look at the colonial people or the old colonial people and go oh it's nice really. <laughs> dude you gotta love our holidays most of them are designed around food and being lethargic yeah like, i do apart from you you like fireworks a lot and they scare the crap out of me i i yeah no they we like to watch things go bang <laughs> yes a lot. yes you do that's why Michael Bay does so good in the United States. That's why he keeps getting movies. We like explosions. So. I, know, I like Michael Bay. No, 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 no. I love Michael Bay. I love the movies. But it's just like when fireworks go off here, Nick knows that my headphones go up really loud. She's got no chance of communicating with me. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Uh, so let's get into tonight's subject, good sir. Yes. Uh, sorry. We have, oh, <laughs> welcome to the show. Uh, so 
we are talking about Magic the Gathering. Uh, for people who aren't familiar with it, and and I, I've learned not to say for anybody who has never who's you know not living under a rock because my wife watched Ghostbuster for the first time like two years ago, and that's because I was like, hey, let's watch this. So there are lots of people out there, especially that even listen to the podcast that have no idea about stuff. Um, Magic the Gathering is this really neat card game that has been around since 1993 i believe was the year it came out Um, and it is this elemental fantasy based game where spells creatures and items are associated around if not one multiple colors of mana or lands so you have your reds, greens, blues, whites, and blacks, uh, which I think is what is it? Swamps, plains, mountains, forests. Which one am I missing? Islands. What? Islands. Islands. Yes. Oh, I forgot blue. Uh, so everything is based around that. You have 20 hit points starting off, if I'm correct. Or like 40. Uh, in, 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 in it standard. depends on what form. Oh, yeah. There is multiple yeah. plays. Yes. There is multiple yeah, yeah. playing of this game. So uh, let me before i get into that because yes this is this can be a deep dive there um and it's basically player versus player or uh player versus up to four i, th- I believe is the commander is up to four uh, uh, technically uh, i've played in games where seven people have been sat around a table all right then so yeah. a, a minimum of one v one how about that yeah. two, two two people is usually your minimum yes yes two people is your minimum um and- it is a huge fandom of a game. It is highly competitive. Uh, there is act- there's live shows. There's huge yep. gaming competitions. This this it's and even if you're not a player, the art decor on these cards is absolutely phenomenal, and you yes. can collect it and even make actually yep. like displays. I, I currently am doing in the garage as we speak. Are you? That's awesome. Um, yeah. And then you can be a seller you can buy like you can be somebody who collects these cards and then looks for valuable ones and sells them it is a, it is a uh, fandom inside well. a hobby yes i do <laughs> um, yeah so I, I that's a general gist of it uh what am i missing here you are the guru on this guru may be pushing a little bit i've won a couple of things i've lost a few things i do all right <laughs> but um yeah it's it's a fun game it's relatively easy to learn i say that because i did uh and i can teach it to other people but also it's you can it gets as complicated as you're willing to make it Mm. um and there's rules on top of rules so if you go to certain events there's got uh, rel's rule uh, rle sorry rules level enforcement Hmm. So you've got casual, which is very low rules, and then you've got uh, there's like competitive rules enforcement, and there's like a couple in between. So it's rules as they are, or actually, you, this is for beginners. So you've made a mistake there. Let's go back and sort this out. So it's like you, when you're discussing the lands and the colours, it's sort of like each one has their own ethic, ethics, ethic, emphasis. That's the hmm. word I was looking for. So, like, you have white is, you can't do that. So they'll stop you doing a thing, which is different from blue, which is all 
also stop you doing a thing, but they'll counter it. So if you try and cast a spell, they'll go no, whereas white just goes, you can't do that anymore. Black will just try and destroy everything and bleed you for life. Red likes to, red burns you. Literally, there are cards that say burn on them. Uh, and green, if you like big, scary monsters, that's, that's the, they're the good ones. And then you can, any variation of those, so you can mix the colors as you wish and make a deck. I used, um, to, I used to make a black and green deck. I liked my monsters and I liked making Gol- people bleed. Golgari, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's the <laughs> name for that pairing. Each pairing, each triple, each four uh, has certain names. And I didn't pairings. know that. Yeah. That's it, awesome. It, it's that boring. I'm not going to inform you of the all. <laughs> because pe- I wish people would listen rather than switch off. Um, but if you are the sort of person who likes to stop people having fun, white and blue is a very good combination because not only do you stop them from being able to do something, you can stop them after they've tried to do something. So, you know, stop everyone having fun. Uh, <laughs> or you can go black, red and kill everything and then burn things. So, you know, whatever floats your boat. There you go. Uh, yeah. What what makes it? Why is this? Because this all right. So this game has legitimately been around for what, uh, almost thirty years. years? Yeah, twenty eight years. years. I was gonna say almost thirty. So yeah. Um, why is it so popular? What 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 is it about this game that there's there's a thousand different card games out there now? There's Pokemon. Yeah. There's Yu Gi Oh. There's I mean hell Transformers has a, a Star Wars. Everybody has a card game out there. Yes. Why is this one still the reigning champ? Because um, of the backing it gets. So if I, like tomorrow, I'm going to go to FNM, Friday Night Magic. Mm. Uh, and when me and some friends were talking about it, we jokingly said, oh, we're going to do a show in Russia, possibly. Oh, I bet you, and I said, oh, well, let's go to FNM. Well, there won't be one in Russia. So in the town that we were in, at the, or we were going to be in, the establishment at FNM was going to take part 200 yards away in not Moscow. I think we might have been in Moscow for that. Oh, we were supposed to go to a show in Moscow and then other things happened. We then had a look in Sweden and the show that we were doing in Sweden, you, we then, I'd like to go to FNM because I'm a bit of a junkie for magic. Uh, and then um, we're like, what happens if it's miles away? And again, it was half a mile away. It was like, Okay, let's try some really ridiculous places. So we didn't visit these places, but we're like, where can we go in Israel? There are six places in Israel you can play FNM on a Friday night. That's awesome. Well, at the time there was, I don't know now, but it's like, so, huh. so you could literally time zone hop and play magic, Friday night magic, for quite literally 48 hours. Because well, no, it, I mean, in theory, yes, time different, like travel and everything. But like, you could yeah. go at and play. We, I didn't check for every time zone, but it, I, I reckon if you I, did it right, you could probably play magic for twenty-four hours nonstop in different countries. It's nuts. That's awesome. It's terrifying, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh my god, that's it. It's and it it. How, how do they keep it but so how do they keep it fresh how do they make every, this game interesting 
Right. So there's I have a thing called standard, which yes. is any basic rough guidance, anything released in the last two years, 18 months, roughly. It, it, it sometimes it's a little less than that. Hmm. But and then so as cards go out, new cards come in because they release a new set every three months. Hmm. So you have new cards to play with to add to your deck and so if you have a mono black deck or a black green deck, hmm. there are cards you can no longer use in standard, uh, but there are new cards coming in that you can use in their place, possibly, or you just have to make whole new decks. But then what they had for a while was a thing called modern, which is anything after eighth edition and up to not now is you play in this format. So rather than your cards becoming worthless after they left standard, you then have modern and it's a bit more expensive to get into, but there's less card rotation. So it's not, it's co more costly to start, but less costly to stay in, in theory. Okay. And then you've got these other ones that are older than eight called Vintage and Legacy, where if you have both of your kidneys and don't need one of them, <laughs> you could possibly get into that. Um, and then they invented, or somebody invented another one called Pauper. So uh, I don't know what cards you're f familiar with, but uh, other systems have like rare, uncommon, common, and there's mythic rare as well. So mm. there's four rarities of cards, and what they do is invent a pauper, and you can now play it with the common cards. So what most common cards are, because they're common, aren't very useful, or they're not as good as an uncommon rare or mythic rare card. So they draft chaff or chaff or throw awayable cards mm. but then somebody made a format for commons and suddenly cards that were worth nothing like to you guys like three cents mm. right are worth three dollars which doesn't sound like a lot until you go hang on i've got 20 of these yeah no absolutely it starts to add up real quick yeah, i've done some silly stuff with a card called Urborg. uh I traded into them when they came out because I wanted them for different decks. Uh, they were worth 75 cents. Some they came out of standard, they were worthless. Suddenly somebody did something in them with modern, they were worth $40 each. So let, let me work. So talking about the volume of them, and because yes. I, we mentioned Sorry. that that is no, 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 no. Uh, just on this is because you said that they, their value went up to $40, right? Possibly. How more, do you? Yeah this just seems like where a negative can come into play of all right now we have scalpers because yes, every hobby there do. is and so how does 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 wizards try to counter that at all no because it's so the basically wizards sell the product mm. people like me well they'll sell it through shops people like me will buy them and go I actually like these cards. I'm going to save some. But other people, I, I know of people who will see a set come out and go, right, I'm going to buy 10 boxes of this set looking for this particular uncommon, common, rare, whatever. Hold it for six months because I reckon in six months' time, it will be worth X amount of money. But then when you look at it, if you do it on the scale, some of them have done it, they bought £10,000 worth, or ten, sorry, $10,000 worth of cards mm. and then gone huh we have 200 of this card that is worth more than we invested so 
but also it can you can get a set worth nothing mm. so it it's costs a you yeah so it's it's one of those you can spend i think there are you can buy them in the states for about 85 dollars like a box booster box yeah so uh, don't worry about being like conversion or anything we are an international podcast so we have all that. most of my trading is done in dollars so is I, it? that's why i know yeah Oh. It's either dollars or euros because no one wants to use the pound because we left EU. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, all right. So, looking at that, then you, these are they are valuable items. Uh, and you and I yes. were talking about this earlier about like because I did long, long time ago. Uh, played uh, back in basically when it was in alpha was. Uh, back in 93 and you know that time frame i played and uh i had a black lotus and several of them i think and so now they're gone but that's that's one of those cards that's worth a lot of money because some of these cards are worth a stupid amount of money i think the black lotus goes for around a half a million i know no, that was that was an inflated oh was it how much does it go for <laughs> 20 something thousand oh, per card. Wow. Okay. So that was like a stupid rumor then. That's like the, the $25 million like Charizards and everything. Yeah. It's actually gone to auction and sold for. I know that one went for $48,000. Really? Good Lord. But one, mostly they sell 20 ish. It also depends on. For one piece of little biodegradable cardboard paper yeah it's ridiculously expensive but if pieces i'm not much of an artist person but if a piece of canvas can be sold for three million quid because gary from somewhere put some (laughs) ink on it why can't a piece of card you're right no you're absolutely right i'm i'm not arguing because the value is in the eye of the beholder case in point i have 40k miniatures it's legitimately plastic grand total like i have an imperial knight that stands for about like 10 inches tall five inches wide probably a grand total of seven bucks worth of plastic like if we actually break it down to what plastic and that's being very generous mm-hmm. uh goes for 150 dollars I paint that up and make it look nice. I can sell that for $300 and it was legitimately plastic. Mm-hmm. And it's no, no, I won't. I don't want to take away the value of somebody's art. However, it's crazy in concept to think that some the value that some items can hold and you wouldn't even think about it that way. Yeah, it's when you find out like the old cars were uh, like, 500 pounds when they came brand new made and it's now half a million pounds to buy one you're like what <laughs> this, this is a second-hand car right <laughs> <laughs> um so it, it does this game does get extremely competitive and there are yes. a lot of celebrities who even out there play it uh i just actually found this out post malone Oh, yeah. either a owns a shop or is a adamant magic uh, he, gathering player yeah let's not put ourselves in with them because you know <laughs> they're probably way better celebs that play 
There, I'm sure there are, but like I just, but I just found that out. Any. Uh, <laughs> um. <laughs> See, you know, I'd, I'd prefer Pol Pot playing Magic over Post Malone, but that's just mine. <laughs> he was a horrible person. Um, a lot on it, it is on a competitive level. It is an extremely competitive game. Have you ever participated in, on besides like your friendly local gaming store? Yeah, a little bit. A little Just bit? a little bit. Yeah, okay. so um, there's there's an online area where you can go and play Magic Arena. Um, and my challenge at the moment is to, there's levels. There's Mythic, mm-hmm. uh, Diamond, Platinum, Gold. Uh, and then in Mythic, there's the top 1,500. Mm-hmm. And if, if you can get into the top 1,200, there's a competition you get invited to every month mm-hmm. or that month that you're in. Um, so out of the, I think it's 4.2 million players, I can get myself ranked in the top 2000. Might've been higher than that. I don't know. <laughs> so you're, you're a little, you, you know, a little bit about the game. Just a little, just I've, a little. I've played, I've played <laughs> once or twice. Yes. Just once or twice. Uh, There's a story. Do you, do you have any good stories about like, do any funny ones or like just like Uh, i had one where i was at a tournament and my opponent cast a spell and so i have my triggers and anything that he triggers he has to tell me about Mm -hmm. so if he doesn't tell me about it and i then go well you didn't tell me about it but i know it happened so i'm gonna do it he then called a judge on me mm. and went, no, no, it's his trigger. He said, no, no, it's on your card. You triggered this event. You're supposed to tell him to do this. And then he kept being really stupid and putting his hand up to call judges over for the slightest infraction. And I don't even mean I've done anything wrong. I asked him a question. Mm. He refused to answer the question and called a judge over and said, he's asking me this question. He can't ask me this question. I'm like, so the judge there, uh, and so there's three and a half thousand people at this tournament, mm. uh, and unbeknownst to him, uh, so he saw the judge that was behind me over my shoulder looking at what I was doing, but he didn't realise there was another judge over his shoulder watching what he was doing. Uh, I beat him two mil, but I was <laughs> livid to say the least, just because he was being such a douchebag <laughs> so i i had a i used to do competitive 40k and i yes. hated the micromanaging players the the like two the players like that that would do stuff like that and i ended up actually not doing like ultra competitive like i do flgs stuff i am all about the flg and supporting local uh however comma above that that's where i draw the line see if you want to play rules as written, yeah. I will play rules as written, literally verbatim. <laughs> Do you know how many minor rules infractions even somebody who thinks they're playing by the rules does? Oh, I'm sure thousands of them, hundreds. At least 10 to 20 every turn. And if it. you start pointing out every single one of their minor rules infractions at a competitive tournament, one, yeah. the judge gets really annoyed with you and and possibly takes you to one side and calls you a prick. Possibly. (laughs) Possibly. uh, It becomes no fun for your opponent. 
No. But I was like, but you wanted to play rules as written and you kept breaking rules. Where do you see the future of magic going? Like in this, we live in a world of technology. How do, do you, I mean, I know it is online. Is it going to slowly traverse to completely online or? I hope not because I want to go back to doing, so the tournament I was on about, I actually managed to day to it hmm. and got ranked in the top 400 of the 3000 or something people that were there. So Nicely I, I done. did all right. Yeah, not too shabby. Um, then the online stuff is good. COVID has kind of accelerated its growth. Mm. Um, but I'm the, there's tournaments starting back up again with big prizes. So you can go to a like large competitive tournament and win a couple of thousand pounds worth of stuff. Or <laughs> if you go to like, um, they're not called GPs anymore, they're called Magic Fest. If you go mm. to a Magic Fest, they have tournaments which then put you into the point where you can join the pro tour maybe and they then you get shipped around places paid money to turn up and, and you get major sponsors too yeah, yeah the sponsors is <laughs> that's where it's at uh because you get people like what monster red bull and i mean wizards uh, red get... bull or monster will stick their name on anything <laughs> If you give me fifty pounds, I'll wear a monster T-shirt. Here's fifty pounds. Yeah. Yeah. So. Is it is it going to be on YouTube? Yes. Wicked. <laughs> I need to talk to Red Bull. Maybe I can get them to sponsor the podcast. They're like, hey, sponsored by Red Bull. Oh, love Red Bull. I, <laughs> Not I so love, much a monster I love Red fan. Bull. I love Red. How can you not like monster? This like it's so syrupy. It's so syrupy tasty. The only ones I okay. There's one I like. And it's okay. a rehab version. It's it's Monster yeah. Rehab, and it's like this yeah, peach yeah. tea style one or something yeah, like ye- that. Yellow one. It's lovely. Yeah, that's the only one I like. The rest of them I can't stand. They're so syrupy tasting. That being said, if Monster sponsors me, I will love the crap out of those drinks. I will. <laughs> Look at me wearing Monster. <laughs> I love me some Monster. <laughs> <laughs> i'm so glad people can't see what you were doing with your hands <laughs> jazz hands all right <laughs> uh, yeah so yeah do any final say, thoughts with this uh with magic like, well, like you said with uh the, the way it's going i do think more and more people are going to play online but a lot of people play online to hone for playing in person because okay. you can win, like I was saying, like serious money yeah. or the opportunity, like a tournament I went to, if you won the tournament, uh, you got to go to another tournament in Hawaii and you got your uh, air and uh, your, your travel and board paid for. Nice. That's freaking amazing. So, so you'd be there for a week. And that was the winning thing. So if and you take your partner as well. So if you took your partner to Hawaii to a four-star hotel and all the food and stuff was included, how much would that cost you? I, I don't even want to think about it. I don't thousands, tens of thousands, so whatever. Much money. Yeah. And that was the prize. <clears throat> so although then some places give away cash like cold hard, here's a block of five thousand pounds or dollars or euros. Whatever. Yeah. Here. Now go away with your five thousand pounds. 
or what a lot of places will do to get get around tax is the wrong statement to there's many ways of getting around things so if you trade goods and you guys do this in the states if you trade two goods right they can't tax that because it doesn't have a monetary value unless you put a monetary value to it then they can tax it so what they do is they quite often give you cards of a perceived monetary value instead of giving you winnings so that there's possibly a way so you don't have to declare it as an income oh look you gave me this nice um alpha edition volcanic island thank you very much right <laughs> and the tax man goes yeah that's a volcanic island great it's a piece of card sweet then you put it down and you go right how much is this volcanic island worth eight thousand pounds thank you <laughs> so yeah it's although i can see a lot more people possibly playing it online yeah actually playing it in person because there are prizes involved and wizards of the coast are still backing it a bit so like i said earlier if you go to fnm you oh you go to fnm anywhere in the world i forgot to mention you get promos so you get like a little pack true you do yeah right so they'll go oh here's your promo and so that you'll go if you're in the right deck for the color of promo that you get in that pack that's a free card or it's one that you can trade to somebody else for five ten dollars worth of cards and all you've had to do is turn up for that you've not had to win you've literally turned up for it it's true it's true um very briefly um no 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 uh what's the best way people can get started into this game if they're interested all right so with the shop that i go to uh there's a few of us who are relatively experienced and some far more experienced than me and if you talk to us we will show you how to play and lend you decks is one way so you can go hey my name's paul barry sandra whatever uh, i'd like to learn to play magic and we'll and you also get um demo decks i believe the shops get given periodically okay. so you can take them away for free but literally walk in go i'd like to learn how to play magic here's my email address bang take it away and off you go but it and then the other way you can do it is if you don't want to borrow people's cards because you're clumsy you don't want to accidentally get a drink on them or something usually i think they're 25 dollars or 20 pounds depending on where you are you can buy like um pre-release decks or decks mm. that come out each set which is it's a playable i wouldn't say it's a competitive deck it's a constructed deck so it's there it does what it's supposed to do and then for very little money you can make it better nice but nice. and so you can either borrow vehicles not don't steal don't steal <laughs> i can't <laughs> but yeah so you'll find most i have to say most gaming stores that you go in and ask questions they will help be helpful and answer your questions uh as a fella there i never had any issues um i will forewarn some of the lady viewers of this that sometimes you go into a gaming shop and the people like cower behind the sort of stuff like there's a girl um generally there's like one or two people in there that will talk to you like a human being 
find them as quickly as possible uh, and then they'll show you how to play and just like they'll be all right but it's it can be a little intimidating for new nerds or nerds of certain yeah. but generally if you're willing to play magic and make stupid jokes we don't care race gender or religion stupid jokes fun to play against always fun and i'm all about supporting our local friendly local gaming yeah. stores too that's always a good thing to do yeah get in uh, there play a game heck yeah well pete thank you so much for being on the show tonight uh i think this is a great spot to wrap it up please, please like subscribe and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts and if you are listening to us on apple please remember to rate and review we're also on instagram and facebook so please like and follow us at dna pod and on twitter at nerd dna pod and on Twitch at NerdDNA Podcast. And as always, I'm Steve Pugh, and I was joined today with my wonderful, amazing, and my big spoon, Pete, over in the UK. Thank you so much, good sir. You are welcome. And I'll be there to warm you up very soon. Heck yeah. <laughs> Thank you, and good night. <laughs>